Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to. And we made it one movie into 2024 before we're doing one that Henley is not going to like. <laughs> Fuck, really? I didn't know that. You gave me no warning. Yeah, sorry, Hen. I'm sorry, Henley. It no. was a, it was an accident, kind of. I'll explain more later. <laughs> it was an accident, kind of. <laughs> Wait, Emily, did you see it too? No, but she did tell me last night that you're not going to like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Fuck. I really am sorry. So if you want to skip ahead to our movie recap, you can check the timestamps in the episode description, because before we get into that, we are going to check in with each other. And I have to know, Emily Henley, did anything scary happen to you this week? Well, the first thing is not scary, which is that Joel and I are getting married. Wee! Wee! <laughs> no, it's really, it's really fucking great. Um, it's it's the best thing ever. So that's not scary. That's wonderful. But we we decided. So I a couple things. Wedding shit is fucking scary and annoying immediately. Like, stressful. It's stressful. We're doing a really small wedding. Really chill. We're like opting out of a lot of the more traditional wedding things mm -hmm. and even still there's a plenty to be stressed about because you are you are still hosting a huge party you know it's yes. like you're hosting I mean, a large for a large wedding, party it's tiny but for a party it's absolutely huge i've never right. organized a party for this many people and it's like out of town so i i was like totally panicked but we like booked a date and and it's not like you know some people book weddings like two years in advance like yeah. we are we are not we are getting married much sooner than that. And so I was like, oh, my God, people have to book their travel. People have to book their rooms. I need to reach out to everybody. We need to book our photographer. We need to book, like all, all of a sudden just like fuck, fuck, fuck. We like Joel and I got this. So we decided that we were engaged to each other <laughs> in July and just got to keep it to ourselves for several months, which was really wonderful. And we like took that time to think about what the kind of wedding we want. And we took that time to like go get our rings together. And like it was really wonderful and calm beautiful rings <laughs> by the way thank you um and and we you know non non-traditionally sort of just decided it was time we were ready to get married and then want, planned sort of a proposal basically for, for and to our friends to be like <laughs> we're engaged <laughs> um which is very very fun but part of what is 
so interesting about weddings and scary in its own way is like I'm really getting very triggered by like the wedding binary. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, immediately you get engaged, you tell people you're engaged. And a lot of the first questions are, how did he do it? You know, Mm. how how did he propose? Or, you Mm. know, they see the ring. They're like, wow, he did good. Mm-hmm. And it's just all it's like uh, those are nice. The intention behind those things is very nice. And a, and it's like no shame on people who get their rings, you know, surpri- a surprise ring, a surprise proposal. Like I've heard some incredible proposal stories um, from friends since we got engaged. And like I've been present at some friends proposals. Like it's a lovely thing to do. That isn't how we decided we wanted to do it. But like there's just so many expectations of how it's supposed to go and like how it happens. and. Also, we're like a cis hetero couple and I'm triggered by how <laughs> these like questions right. are being uh, f- framed to me. And I can only imagine how much more frustrating it is for many, many other couples. So that's just crazy being like, wow, we really just have like one way we think all this goes. It's so backwards because it's it so immediately puts weird. The, the power dynamic is all fucking off. If it's the, if it's like the girl is supposed to be waiting patiently, Just wait for waiting, a waiting hope for you like man. a ring, lie if you don't. Like it's just the institution of marriage is rooted in patriarchy and like buying women and dowries and shit. So yeah. it's yeah, like there's I mean, a lot of lingering things. So of that. much and like. Oh, man, so many things. And this is my second uh, marriage. And so a lot is like flashing back to me about my first, which I was 22, which is, you know, child bride. Absolutely too too young. A little little, little too early. Um, It works for some. Whatever. Um, It was not, (laughs) you know, whatever. Here I am. But none of that occurred to me at the time. And I'm like thinking back now to so many things that I'm like, that. why did I do that like that's so you know it's just been it's just a really fascinating experience it's also gonna be amazing and so fun and we're like absolutely thrilled but goddamn it's a whole fucking thing (laughs) right and you're not just having it even though you are (sighs) having a party it's in a party with emotional stakes and it seems that those emotional stakes are not just for you. It's for every single other person that you've invited. Like somehow it, the party yes. becomes about it's everyone's everyone. party. It's ever, about everyone. Yeah. And it's like really interesting because it is like people say, well, it's your wedding. You should have, it should only be about you. It's your wedding day. And then like that, I, I mean, I always want to do only what I want to do. <laughs> um, you know this, but it is like other people do have feelings and the, it's like it, you don't want to disregard other people it's just like it's like complicated it's, it's just complicated. really complicated mm-hmm. both things can be true at the same time like it should be all about you and your wants and needs but also other people have wants and needs and that's important too but how important should it be and how, where's the how do you it's just like man oh man you guys it's i, I we booked our date on january 2nd we booked our date and it is January 7th. And the past five days have been so fucking stressful. We spent six months being engaged and like thinking about what our wedding would be. Just and like it pretty much is going to be what we just fucking chilling live. And it's all partially why we were like, let's just keep this to ourselves for a while, because we knew it was going to like become everybody else's thing. And a lot of that is like wonderful that it's about people loving you and like wanting to be a be part involved. of something with you and like 
you know, um, that's really lovely. Just a lot of managing just, a lot of other people's it's a lot of managing ideas and, it's a lot and expectations. Of like, you know, I wasn't as as previously mentioned, I was a, an absolute child the last time I did this. And it's just doing it as an adult is really fascinating. Yeah, it's guys, it's just I mean, Henley, you've done it. It's crazy. Oh, crazy. I did it. I did it. But I did it during COVID and also while pregnant. And a postpartum. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you you sort of it was a bit of a haze for you, I feel like. I gotta say, I disassociated. Planning. Yeah, I'm I sure really that disassociated a lot. I, I a lot of the choices that were, I was making, I was like, sure, that seems. Okay. I can't make decisions about real basic stuff, so I feel yeah. like uh, I wouldn't do well. Yeah. Also, p- get a photographer you really like. I didn't. I like. I hope she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't like the photographer we had. You got gorgeous pictures. Oh, but she was like mean, right? She was bossing us Sorry, around. Sorry, she's not listening. The pictures were... I liked the pictures. The pictures were great. The pictures were great. It's, it's she was like, a little bit... She was she like... Was, yeah, she was a little bit mean. <laughs> they brought Silas out. Silas, when they brought Silas out, he was two and a half months old. And so he hadn't been... He had been with a babysitter. And then she, the babysitter brought him over for some pictures. and. I like was so excited Silas was there and the photographer goes oh this is the first time you've looked happy all day oh my god that is so rude <laughs> oh my god okay that's another thing is like the town bitch that is, she, your photographer was the town bitch and I'm gonna try my best not to hire the town bitch for my wedding I'm already I really am ready to, to just say and this won't happen but like literally nobody is allowed to say anything not nice to me from now until after the wedding. (laughs) You are not allowed to say every decision I make, every single thing that happens, everything about the wedding, everything about your hotel stay, everything about your travel. It needs to be great. (laughs) <laughs> or you can't say anything to me. I don't want to hear it. I really don't want to hear it. I actually don't care about anybody else's opinions on anything for the next nine months. Like I Got really it. don't care. Copy I really, that. I don't, I don't copy that. Want to hear it? It's crazy yep. how immediately I'm like, well, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> like I can't. Like I'm just like, you better love it or shut up. You better love it or shut up. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be great. It's I am fucking so ecstatic. Good. Joel is. The best person in the world. I'm so happy for you guys. I've said it to you many times. Your and Joel's love is inspiring to all who mm-hmm, know you. Mm-hmm, oh my mm-hmm. God. And it's the most beautiful thing. I feel privileged to know you both and to witness it. And I Me just too. truly couldn't be happier for you. Oh my <laughs> God. Thank you. Well, save it for the freaking wedding officiant. Ah, Henley, <gasps> did you know that? I'm officiating. Oh, oh my <laughs> I can't think of a better officiator. You fucking know how to use a microphone, girl. Oh, she knows how to use a microphone. And that you was the number. It. Number one factor we were considering. We're like, okay, so who do we know that knows how to use a microphone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sammy, that's so good. You're going to have to take the biggest beta blocker beforehand. I do feel a little bad. <laughs> I feel prepared because, like I said, I could write a 
novel about mm. <laughs> your guys's love and how how pure and good it is. So I feel I Thank feel you. like oh my god prepared. Yes, I'm so this excited. Gonna be great. This is gonna We're be gonna have a great time. Best fucking wedding ever. And if it's not. Don't fucking say shit to me. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> anyway, it's everything's good. Everything's great. 2024, you know, we're get we're just jumping right in. Um, is there anything scary happened to you guys? <laughs> Henley, any huge life changes? Life Moment. No huge life changes. I am a little worried that everyone at the church thinks my name's Hadley. Did I tell you about this? Oh no! <laughs> so I'm sorry, it's not funny, but it's so my funny. Mom, my mom calls you Haley, and every time I say you mean Henley, and she goes, "I said Henley," and she like knows that your name is Henley. And then I'm like, no, you said Haley again. And she's like, no, her name, no, is, she's no, like, her name is Henley. I know her name is yeah, Henley. That's what I said. <laughs> H-A-Y-L-E-Y Henley. That's what I said. <laughs> it's making, it's breaking my brain. So there have been multiple oh, times no, where hey. the Christchurch Greenwich has posted on the Instagram. Congratulations to Rev Tim and his wife, Hadley. <laughs> okay, well, that's a pretty big indicator that they think your name is <laughs> So, no, 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 no. So, so then Tim has had to say or like text them and be like, you know, it's, it's Henley. So you got to change that. And they change it. Three weeks later, Reverend Tim and his wife Hadley. <laughs> Who's writing these <laughs> captions? Yeah, maybe it's just one person who think, or, or who wishes your name was Hadley. They just keep trying to force the issue. But it's it's spreading like a disease. So then I was in the bookstore on the campus of the church and the woman walks in and I hear her in the distance. She goes, she says to the bookstore manager, she says, does Hadley know she gets a 20% discount? She's... <laughs> <laughs> And the bookstore manager, the bookstore manager, I'm pretty sure knows my name is Henley. Uh huh. But I could see the fear in her eyes that maybe my name is actually maybe it's Hadley. And she she had just called me Henley, and I could see in her eyes, oh no, is her name Hadley? And I was like, (laughs) uh, I didn't say anything. And then the other woman came up to me, and she goes, "You get twenty percent discount, okay? I just want you to know that." And I was so quick, I didn't have a chance to be like. Did you just call me Hadley? My name's not. So I was like, I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to let it lie. Yeah. So I go, I hang out in the bookstore for a little bit. I decide to buy a couple, couple little knickknacks. I go to 20% the front. 20% off, I hope. Oh, 20% off, baby. <laughs> I go to the front. The bookstore manager, not the bookstore manager, but her husband rings me up and he goes, happy holidays, Hadley. Oh, no. <laughs> Immediately Hadley. it's spreading. Oh, no. And I, he was like so proud. He wanted to let you know that he knows that your name is Hadley. (laughs) (laughs) He he was like, I'm going to set the record straight here. There were other people like waiting in line. There were people like gabbing next to us. You're going to have to change your name to Hadley. I didn't. I, I left. I felt so ashamed i should have said i should have stood up for myself and next time i will hard, i feel like yeah it's and it's also because you don't want to make them feel right it would be so embarrassing to say like oh it, it, it's, it's henley, henley. <laughs> we've had so many conversations and it's henley 
Yeah. You need it's to. We, should we just get you a bunch of like monogrammed um, <laughs> sweatshirts to start wearing around? I feel like you need to wear Henley shirts constantly and just be like, it's oh, Henley, like even the shirt. better. And you can just hold up your shirt and be like, remember the shirt, Henley. They have. T-shirt. They have name Create tags. some association. They have name tags at the church, and I think I'm just going to literally wear the name tag, yeah, no that. matter what, even when it's not the church service, because you guys, they had a welcoming party for us, right? They yeah. had a welcome party for us. They posted about it on social media, a whole reel, us, you know, meeting everyone in it on the, in the caption and on the reel, it said, welcome Hadley Hamlin, Hadley <laughs> Hamlin, which is not your name at all. At all. At Actually, all. no part of your name is, <laughs> is there. No, 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 no. My name is Henley Cox, not Hadley Hamlin. Nonetheless, you had an 150 person welcome party for someone named Hadley Hamlin, not me. <laughs> what if you just like, what? who is Hadley Hamlin? You know, yeah, what if we treat this as a bit of a like, Greenwich Henley is actually Hadley Hamlin. It's your Greenwich alter ego. <laughs> and you, like, maybe you just start embodying Hadley Hamlin. Like, I, I kind of want to know what her deal is. Hadley Hamlin grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut, and you better believe she has a 15 place silver setting. You better believe. Yeah, oh, Hadley definitely does. She has a full tea service and soup tureen from her great grandmother, <laughs> and they are they are displayed in her dining room. Was she prom queen? Maybe she was. I think she was head of the the. Um, she was head of student council. She was mm. head of student council. Yes. She could have been prom queen. Horse girl. But she was a horse girl. And she's also then head of junior league of Greenwich. Junior league. Yeah. Does she play golf? She has a gluten intolerance. She has a gluten intolerance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She does golf, but only at the sandwich club. Yes. She does golf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else about Hadley Hamlin? Hadley Hamlin is scary. You don't want to fuck with her. Oh. Anyway, Hadley Hamlin is me. <laughs> if you ever want to get to know the real me, you'll have to figure out my real name. So until then, you're just going to know my alter ego, Hadley, who is actually a raging bitch. Yeah. You call me Hadley, you're going to talk to Hadley. <laughs> she God, is not have you nice. met Hadley? She is really rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, and that's tough. That is tough. And you are going to have to, yeah, wear your name tag all the time. I yep. don't want to be erased. I don't want to be erased here in Connecticut. No, no. I didn't move to Connecticut to be erased. You know? Yeah. We got to start correcting people. Should I start commenting on every... Should I make a burner account and then start commenting on every single Greenwich post? Well, you might have noticed that Tim on his Instagram on Christmas Day said, but the real like the real gift is in all caps, Henley Clayton Cox. (laughs) 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 Like it's Henley. It's Henley. He should make his like Instagram bio husband to... That's a really good idea. I'm going to do that after this. All right, Sammy, how how you doing? How you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm a little bit sicky. Maybe you hear my voice is a little congested. Everybody is sick right now or has been sick in the last month, as I'm sure you all know. And it's been three weeks since we recorded last. So plenty of time here for me to think of anything scary happening. (laughs) And you would think Uh that I would have come up with something, but I did not. And I'm going to talk about 
<laughs> uh, two things, two dream related things. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. Some fiddle we talked about dreams, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Early days, Henley used to talk about her cat dreams pretty regularly. Oh, oh, I did have some good dreams. Fuck. Now I got to remember them. You had a dream about a cat with no legs. No, 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 no. I mean, like a couple of nights oh, ago, God, that I, had, I had oh. a dream that I would like to share. But uh, I, I got to remember it first. This is why you got to have a dream journal. But man, it's tough to have a dream journal. Yeah. Well, and this, I feel like, fits well with that. Because the first thing was the other night, I woke up at like 3 a.m. and just sat up straight going, what? What? Oh, what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and I had no memory of what I was dreaming. <laughs> and Whoa. so I like woke myself up saying what and then Whoa. was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> then it just kept going to what meant something else. Wait. wait no, wait, what? What? Wait, no, what? <laughs> no, but what though? And my cats were well, Mac was asleep on the bed looking at me like, yeah, what? What? <laughs> uh, and then I had this dream last night that's really not even worth talking about. It's like so <laughs> tell us anyway. Tell us anyway. But it's one of those things, you know, how similar to the Heim sister dream, like mm. when it's oh, happening, yeah. it feels like, wait, this is something. This is something that people oh, are gonna yeah. wanna hear. And then this is <laughs> important what's happening. And then as <laughs> What is As oh, you're no, telling you gonna... it, you're just like, wait, this is nothing. This is absolutely nothing. <laughs> so in my dream, there was a woman who looked vaguely like Angelina Jolie, very beautiful, but not Angelina Jolie. And I remember okay. waking up and being like, interesting that my brain was like taking pieces of Angelina Jolie and like, but not her. But making sure you knew. Yeah, what's it could, it's not actually it's not her. her, but it just looks like her. And... We were at a party and this <laughs> woman left and just like handed me all her trash <laughs> in a way that was like as if she was giving me a gift. And I took it just based on her body language of like, oh, she's, uh-huh. she's this is an offering. And then she left and walked out. And I was like so mad. <laughs> just like that fucking bitch just gave me all her trash and acted like she was giving me a present. <laughs> Whoa, this is a metaphor if I've ever heard one. And I woke up really thinking, like, wow, honestly, it's really that'd be a really funny thing to do is just like someone you don't like, you just give them a handful of trash. <laughs> and again, it's like something that's really nothing it's really not anything at all but, I, but you're not gonna take like, anyone's shit anymore i spent you're not a lot of take anyone's shit the anymore. morning being like wow this is really really funny and then now that i'm saying it it's not <laughs> <laughs> that's, gen- that's generous of you Henry, to to read into a meaning behind it i think uh yeah let's go with that i'm not gonna take anybody's shit Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. Dreams are so crazy. <laughs> Dreams are yeah. so crazy. Do you guys ever wake up uh, with that feeling of like, wow, that dream was extremely profound. Yes. And I just solved, you know, world hunger or something equally important. Yeah. And then yes. 10 minutes later, it's like, wait, no, she just handed me trash. <laughs> <She> just- <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, 
pretty interesting collection of scary things yeah. today. 2024 <laughs> is going to be an interesting year. I think so. And yeah, sorry, Henley. As I mentioned, you're not going to like today's movie because today we are talking about a film called The Eyes of My Mother. Came out in 2016, written and directed by Nicholas Pesci, starring Kika Magelheis. That can't be right. I'm sorry, Kika. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Nazak, Diana Agostini, Flora Diaz, Claire Wong, and Will Brill. And it is streaming on Hulu. This movie's 77 minutes. That's why I picked it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we love to see that. I was in a pinch for time. I'll be honest. I did some poor planning. And so that is the accident that happened, Henley. I was just like, what's the shortest horror movie I could watch for free right now? And this was the winner. And Mother is in the title. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was there were hints, I guess, in the title. Okay, man, I really wish that I had a glass of tequila in front of me. There's no alcohol in our house right now, which is really upsetting. What? I don't even believe that. You drink it all just during because the we drink it, Just because we literally drink it all. I was going to say, more. I drink more <laughs> in December than I think I drank in all of 2023. I yeah, hope we're same. all hydrating same. <laughs> in January. If you're not doing a dry yeah. January, at least let's hydrate. Let's, let's just replenish yeah. some of our vitamins. Take some mm-hmm. um, emergencies, some vitamin B. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I need. And I'm taking it. And I'm leading by example, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. She's an inspiration. Uh, you're, you're all of our moms. What's, um, what's the deal with vitamin B? Um, it's good for energy levels, I think. And oh, that sounds nice. I mean, there's all kinds of... There's B6, there's B12, there's niacin is a, is a B. Um, you know... All right. Don't ask me to differentiate. I take it... I take I take a D, but I feel like D is like sunlight, right? Uh huh. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I take it's a good for the immune system. D and K. I take some B. I take biotin. I take biotin. Um, I gotta. T- I gotta get some B. It's kind of it. I should. <laughs> I gotta get some B. You gotta get some B. I feel like yeah, it's good for good for energy levels and brain health. Really, if you've drink, been drinking a lot, milk thistle, you could, re- you could, you could do some mm. milk thistle. That's a good one to restore Brain specifically health? to do with... Liver? Yeah, I think it's liver. I need something to make my brain work again. So any ideas, Yeah, I'll drop take. some in the, in the comments. Any ideas? Ginkgo, ginkgo biloba, maybe? <laughs> what, what did you just say? Ginkgo biloba? <laughs> you never heard of ginkgo biloba? Sounds fun. I've heard of ginkgo, but not the whole thing you just said. <laughs> I've been having a concoction while we're talking about it um, since giving birth that someone recommended to me, um, but it would be good for anyone. It's magnesium, powdered magnesium, then mm-hmm. drops of vitamin D, and then drops of, um, oh, fuck, what's it called? Mineral, trace mineral mm, drops. Trace minerals I've had nice results with as well. <laughs> yes. And I make it that into a nice it's supposed to be super hydrating and lots of nutrients and vitamin D for, I do the drops. There's like a brand that's really good and that's for your immune system. And I got to say, everyone in my family has gotten ragingly sick except for me. <laughs> oh, so, might be working. She's got the secret. Sounds promising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, 
Great. That's all right. <laughs> good, good, all right. good stuff. All right, good let's stuff. just do it. Let's just rip it off and let's just, you just tell me the worst of it real quick, okay? Well, that's going to be tough because the worst stuff's all at the end, but okay. I'll tell you that this movie has a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 63% on Metacritic, and a 6.2 on IMDb. Budget was 300000 It made 48500 but it was released on VOD at the same time as it was released in theaters. And it's a small mm. little indie film. It was a, picked up at Sundance. Mm. This is this director's directorial debut. And yeah, I think it was distributed by mm, Magnet Films or something. So it just is... I think it just flew a little under the radar. But... It has been requested a lot by our patrons, and it had been on my list for a while. So I was happy to finally check it out because, again, 77 minutes. Yeah, I mean. Um, and we are going to watch the trailer at the end, so it will not be included in the episode. But if you want to watch our video trailer reaction, that will be available on our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. But... We are just going to get right into this recap, Henley. How are you feeling? TBD. TBD, honestly. I don't know. Okay. All right. Let's find out. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. And they've been around for 10 years and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker. So you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. We all come home after a long day of work, and what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting, and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? 
Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer a bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice like mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We begin POV through the windshield of a truck driving down a remote country road. It's, this is black and white. Mm. Um, the truck driver comes upon a woman who is walking in the middle of the road that seems lost, disoriented. She's walking very slowly and he honks at her. And instead of getting out of the way, she falls to her hands and knees and lays down in the road in front of him. He runs out of the truck, runs to her, sees something is wrong, runs back to his truck. Cut to black, main title, The Eyes of My Mother. Hmm. And now we are with a, a little girl and her mother. Oh, mm. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> is it still black and white? Yes, the whole movie's black and white. The cinematography is gorgeous. Looks really good. I'm always... Do you guys have this experience? I'm always annoyed when a movie is black and white, and then by the end of it, I'm like, what? that was gorgeous, stunning, perfect decision. <laughs> yeah, I think it just, like, you have to sort of adjust to it. It, like, feels like it takes a lot of work, but then you're like, oh, no, I, I can still see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I feel like in horror, too, because there's a lot of blood, I always get annoyed. It's like, well, I can't tell if it's blood or not because it's black. <laughs> I just I need to see it red. It's the same color. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it does look really good. And Is this um, an English language movie? It is mostly English and some Portuguese. And this mm. is also, part of what I liked about it is it has this kind of unstuck in time and, and space feeling like I, it took me forever oh, yeah. to pinpoint where we were, what period of time we were in. I think I feel like black and white contributes to that, yes. too, because you can't like it like does the stuff look modern? I, I don't know. Right. And they're in the countryside. So it's, you know, uh -huh. Uh -huh. there's no, you know, really way to gauge. But eventually you do see a car. I think it's in. The Midwest in, I don't know, the 50s or 60s. Mm. Okay. But 
that c- could be could be wrong. How old is the daughter? Um, let's say eight. All kids are eight. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Fair enough. And the little girl's name is Francisca, and her mother is telling her about Saint Francis, saying that. Uh, they're in they're in the garden and they're looking at a little nest of eggs and I think there's a Saint Francis statue in the in the garden is why she's telling the story of Saint Francis who saw a vision of an angel in the sky and then got stigmata. She says, but loneliness can do strange things to the mind. Like he was alone for a long time before that happened. And then he died of an eye condition that also caused psychosis. So when she was telling the story in the beginning, I was like, what is this going to have to do with anything? It's kind of uh, has it does have to do with some stuff. So we're just going to remember St. Francis mm-hmm. and Francisca is looking at this little bird nest egg and she pokes her finger into it and crushes it. And her mom says, oh, oh no, like, what have you done? What have you done? And she's looking at it very like scientifically almost. So we're not sure if this is a little sociopath or just someone who doesn't understand what she has just done. Mm-hmm. Eggs are... I hate to think about what eggs are. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't... I, I don't do it. Hadley doesn't even eat eggs. Hadley has never touched <laughs> an egg in her whole goddamn life. Hadley is mainly vegan, but she does sometimes eat fish for the omega-3s. And only fish that she's caught herself. <laughs> <laughs> no, only, only when she goes fly fishing. Yeah. Does yep. she ever? Which eat fish. she's amazing at. Which she's what really good at. What can't Hadley do? <laughs> oh, man. That is one thing I really like about Hadley is she's really good at a lot of stuff. Hadley is really intimidating. <laughs> My favorite thing about Hadley is that she is, she knows her way around a vessel. Oh, yes. Oh, she yeah. does. She, she does. Is. Yeah. She knows which one's the port, which one's whatever else it is that we <laughs> kind of really never remember. She knows. She knows starboard. Yep. She knows. She knows it all. She, the jib and stuff. She can yep, fucking the jib, the jab. Skip, skip her that skip her that skip. She can any skip her any. that skip in the jib jab. She does it all. <laughs> okay. Cut to black again. Part one. Mother. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we see... Francisca and her mother in the kitchen now, and there is a decapitated cow's head on the table that they are cutting into. And we're learning that her mother used to be an eye surgeon. And so she's showing her that cow's eyes are actually basically exactly the same as human eyes. They're just bigger. And she's demonstrating the anatomy of a cow's eye and showing her these kind of gnarly graphic things cutting into eyes and Francisca is taking this in again, very studiously and looking really fascinated by this in a way that's like, maybe we should be kind of grossed out by this, but, but I don't know. I I don't, I don't want to tell Francisca how to feel, but she's making me a little nervous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's a scientist. That's okay. She's a scientist. And is that, is that okay? We'll find out. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, her mom is Portuguese, and so they have, I believe, 
immigrated to America because they are they go back and forth speaking Portuguese and English. So she was a surgeon in Portugal and now they live in uh, on a farm somewhere in America. And is it maybe more modern day? Because could a woman be an eye surgeon in the 50s? That's true. The only reason I said 50s or 60s is because of the look of the car that I saw a little later. But they could just have a classic car. Maybe it's like doing a it follows thing where it's like not. Yeah, not tied to anything. I thought about it follows because I think there are choices that are made to make it feel more modern and to yeah make it harder to pin down when it is taking place. Yeah. Cool. So they are alone on the farm when a man arrives, the scariest thing <laughs> that could happen. And man. he first is talking to Francisca when she's sitting alone on the on the lawn and the mother comes out and he's overly chipper saying, I was just getting to know Francisca here. And it's like, Mm-mm. motherfucker, get away from her. Mm-hmm. And he asks her, is your husband home? We hate that. She says, he'll be home any minute. And we don't want whatever it is that you're selling. And he says he's not selling anything, but he just really needs to use the bathroom. So would it be all right if he comes in to use the bathroom? Mm -mm. And he goes inside. She does let him in. Big Mm -mm. mistake. He says, is your husband usually late? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. She's looking nervous. And he reminds her, you did say he would be here any minute. It's been, you know, five minutes now, 10 minutes or something. Like, it's not here yet. It's usually this late. And she says, you know, just use the bathroom and leave. Don't want any trouble. And he's like, I'd like you to show me where the bathroom is. And she says, it's around the corner to the right through the hall. And he's like, no, like, can you please show me? Take me there. Oh, my God. Fuck. And she asks him to leave. She says, all right, you need to get out of my house right now. He pulls a gun. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And Francisca's in the house kind of or behind her mother cowering. I would cowering's not a necessarily an insult, right? Like I'm she should be cowering. <laughs> right, no, 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 cowering. I don't mean she's a like pussy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. No, Her it's daughter's appropriate. Probably a little pussy. She's it's appropriate to be she's cowering. a real baby about it. <laughs> um and he has Francisca sit down at the dining table uh, while the mother leads him to the bathroom. We don't see what happens. Cut to later in the day. We see the dad returning home. Oh, there is a husband. Yes, I was surprised by that as well. I thought mm. I thought this was a fictional husband, but there is a husband and he's coming home now. And he comes in to find Francisca sitting alone at the dining table. There's a banging noise happening that we don't know what it is. And he asks Francisco, what's going on? Where's your mom? She says, I couldn't leave her. And now we're hearing a man laughing with the banging noise, like repetitive thump, thump, thump. Jesus fucking Christ. Don't like whatever this is. The dad pinpoints it to that bathroom, opens the door and the mom, it's just a very tiny glimpse. The mom is dead in the bathtub and he's just beating her, like pulverizing (gasps) her with... uh, I think the the butt of the gun. Oh God! Whoa! She she dead, and Ugh. the dad is able to knock out 
Charlie and knocks him unconscious. Mm. Now we see him dragging Charlie to the barn out back and chaining him up. Kind of an interesting choice of what to do mm-hmm. in this situation. Mm-hmm. All while Francisca's watching, taking it all in. And then he goes back inside and he turns on the TV. Francisca's scrubbing some blood off the floor. What the hell? She gets in bed that night and the dad comes up and says, I need help with your mother. Makes this little girl help him put her mother's body in a wheelbarrow to take out into the forest and, and bury her. What? Why are we not calling the police? You know, why are we not? I feel like that's what makes it feel further back in time also. Mm. But I think, yeah, I think there are phones in this. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We see phones at some point. So, yeah. Because like, why didn't she call the police as soon as her? They Like, why did she not? Yeah. 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 It seems like. This family is making some strange decisions. Decisions, Yeah. So now Francisca and her dad are both watching TV and we just hear Charlie from the barn yelling, Franny, Fran, Franny. Cut to her in the barn with him. He's chained down, laying down on his back. His his wrists and ankles are chained to the ground. Okay, that's not what I expected. Yeah, I thought he would be like hung up. He's pinned down and she, Francisca is giving him stitches. She asks him, why us? He tells her, you let me in. Real strangers, classic classic Shit, You were here. You said yes. Yeah. Speak no evil. (laughs) Yeah. Go fuck yourselves. And she asks him why he does it. And he has a big smile on his face. And he says, because it feels amazing. Oh. And he says, you're going to kill me, right? And Francisca says, why would I kill you? You're my only friend. I'm going to take care of you. And she's being very tender with him. What the fuck? Cut to... Okay. A couple hours later, her with a bag of what looks like eyeballs and something else. And he now has bandages around his eyes and throat. (gasps) So she just removed those eyeballs, just like the cow's eyeballs. Yeah. Wow. He really should have done this before she got the lesson on how to remove the eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. He came a day too late. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm not looking forward to looking up Google images for this one. No, thanks. They're not bad. It actually, I will say, doesn't show tons of... It It just implies a lot and mm-hmm. cuts away from most of the actual moments of viol- violence. So it might not be too bad. <laughs> uh, so after this, she comes back into the main house, sits next to her dad on the couch and says, he won't make any more noise. Her dad looks very stone-faced not really responding to her we're confused about their relationship and his headspace in this moment Uh uh-huh she says i love you daddy and is trying to hold his hand and he's just kind of not responsive to her then we see him taking a bath later looking really upset he's shaking and kind of rocking back and forth like what Mm. is he gonna what has he gotten himself into but 
I mean, same question. What, why did you do these things? What's going on? Yeah. What, 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 what are we doing? Yeah. And your daughter is someone who cuts out people's eyes and tongues. So that's where we have some pretty big fish to fry. <laughs> Uh, next day, we see Francisca skipping through the fields, collecting mice and other vermin, and no. cut to her feeding Charlie I, what looks like smushed up vermin, and he's Ew. scarfing it down. I Ew. think he must be very starving. This must be a, like a while Ew. later, and he's making Ew. these horrible noises like... <laughs> And she goes back inside later that night and uh, has a puts on some music and is dancing with her father. They have a nice father daughter dance. So maybe we can accept this new normal of Charlie in the barn and we can all still be a happy family. Yeah, sure. Cut to black, part two, father. Okay. Time jump. We see Francisca is now, looks to be a, a young adult, either 19, early 20s-ish. And her father is definitely dying. She's caring for him in his final days. He's 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 not long for this world. She's being very sweet with him, but... You know, there's 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 no like conversations happening and we're getting the impression that she might be pretty lonely in this in this world. Mm -hmm. She goes out to Mm -hmm. feed the cows. All the cows are scared of her. They Mm -hmm. all move away whenever she approaches. God, she's doing all her farm chores, hanging the laundry on the clothesline. Looks like a pretty charmed life aside from. All of the main details. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. And as she finishes her chores, she goes into that barn, feeds Charlie. He is still oh, chained up there. Oh, yikes. Ooh, he's really, really don't, regretting his really choice. don't like that. Yeah. yeah. And he curls up basically in her lap, it lays his head on her lap as she dribbles nasty meat into his mouth and he's slurping it. And she goes back inside and her dad's body is limp next to her. She's like propped him up to watch TV and then cut to him in the bathtub, the dad in the bathtub on his side. And I feel like it specifically doesn't show us how he got there, but my presumption is she had to put him there. And so Mm -hmm. it seems like she's chosen to drown him as a way to... Jesus. Kill him, but she's devastated. She's she's sobbing and she gets in the tub with him and she's like holding his dead body and saying, I don't want you to go. I don't want you to go. Like, what do I do without you? I love you. Please don't do this. Please don't go. Yeah, it's a very, very beautiful shot. Sorry to say. <laughs> uh, so now mm. she is alone. I guess she still has Charlie. Well, yeah. So is Charlie like chained? He's like chained up in the same way that he was before. Like, does he have? Yeah. Oh, gross. He's got like some amount of space he can move. The chains have a little bit of give. It's like a dog on a leash. Like he can has like a five foot radius. He can move around. Ew. Okay. 
now Francisca decides to drive a couple towns over to a bar Mm. for some human interaction. Can't imagine she's going to be great at it. Yeah. Mm. And she brings home a girl, Kimiko. Oh, Kimiko. (laughs) (laughs) And the two of them go back to, to Francisca's house and... They both seem nervous. Kimiko is nervous for the wrong reason, but she is, you know, like, oh, I don't usually do this. I don't come home with people. Francisca says... That would have been a good rule to stick to. (laughs) Yeah. Francisca says, me neither. It's awkward between them, but... Kimiko looks at some photo- framed photos on the dresser or, or whatever bookshelf and sees, is, oh, is this your mom? Is she so beautiful? Brings up her mom, asks Francisca about her. Francisca says, oh, yeah, she was a really, really good mom. She says, tell me more about her. What did she do? And she says how they used to do dissections together and that she was an eye surgeon in Portugal. And she says, I was always fascinated by how the inside of bodies looked. Kimiko says, we dissected a cat in school once and I always thought it was really gross. (laughs) Did you guys dissect cats in school? No. Not a cat. We did um, a fetal pig. Oh. I feel like we might have done a pig at some point. We did cats and it was gnarly. Yeah, cats not okay. That's really not uh, yeah. I had okay. We did a frog. We did frogs and my frog was super pregnant and it was just like (gasps) filled with eggs. There was pregnant cats and it was it was Oh, that's upsetting. Really upsetting. And for some reason our teacher made it like extra credit if you could get the brain out. And so people were like trying to crush the cat skulls. Sorry, this is like a traumatizing memory I'm just having. That was very disturbing. And we were, that yeah, was in high school. I think that was no. junior year of high school. Why did we do that? Why no. did we all have to do that? No. Ugh. no. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah. So anyone that's like really into that, that's like, this is cool. And I love this. You know, we just might want to be a little cautious around those people. Mm-hmm. 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 Not saying all of those people turn out to be murderers. Some of them turn out to be <laughs> doctors. <laughs> We're just going to keep an eye on it. We're going to keep an we're eye. We're going to just flag it. You know, we're going to flag it. And if you prove that you're not a murderer, then great. Great. Just prove it. It shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> uh, so Kimiko asks Francisca, where is she now? What happened to her? We're talking about her in past tense. So Kimiko's getting the you know idea that she is no longer with us. Francisca confirms, yes, she was killed when I was a child. Kimiko is so empathetic about this. She leans in and gives Francisca this big hug. Francisca's obviously had hasn't had affectionate human contact maybe in decades or maybe mm-hmm. ever. We didn't necessarily see it happening between her and her mom. It might it might have, but um certainly it wasn't happening with her dad. So Francisca looks surprised but like she's enjoying this hug and then they have a kiss and it's cute and oh my god maybe life can be good and then Kimiko asks and what about your dad where's he Mm. and (laughs) 
And Francisca says, I killed him. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and Kimiko pretty quick is like, oh, okay, I better go. I better yeah. get home. Oh man. Francisca tries to backpedal, says, no, that was a stupid joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Kimiko is like, that's okay. Like, I'm really tired and I'm, I'm just want to get home. I'm going to call a cab, gets up. This is where we see the phone. She does try to call a cab, but the phone line is dead. She's starting to get more panicked. Francisca is being like, no, please stay safe. Please don't go. Please don't go. And she's like, no, it's a, it, I just need to go. I need to go. And they're getting a little like closer in each other's faces as she's trying to make it to the door. And Francisca's blocking the door. Cut to next morning. Francisca mopping blood off the floor. No. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, and back to laying alone in her bed. Oh, I didn't mention that her and her dad slept in bed together. So this like empty bed is a, is a memory of mm. the loss of a family member and anyone in her life. So she's, she's alone in bed now. Wearing the sexiest nasty nightgown I've ever seen. Oh. It's sheer and she has like white little brown panty set on underneath. It's really nice. It's really good looking, but it's definitely nasty nightgown. And I think okay. a nasty nightgown can be sexy. I think so too. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, she gets up, she gets out of bed and she goes out to the barn and she unchains Charlie, brings him inside, gives him a bath takes the bandages off his eyes and we see his skin is it's hard to tell in the black and white this is where i would have liked to see some color <laughs> but it looks like burned and it's just really not good maybe like if you have like damp things on your face ew what would happen can your face what? mold <laughs> it would be like yeah like, like sores they, like a bed sore kind yeah, of yeah he has like sores on his face his skin is kind of flaking off in places he's probably definitely it, not getting the right nutrients from all those he's not he's not he's getting his bees not, no he needs a little needs d for sure he needs, he needs a little magnesium d and k trace minerals he's getting none of it none of that and his eyes are swollen shut no eyes and after she bathes him, she sets him down in the bed, gets naked, <gasps> and we are led to believe that they have sex. Doesn't show it. What? But I believe that is what happened. Whoa, is he chained up? Okay. Or at this point, is he able to go? No, he's not chained up. So she it cuts to her waking up in the middle of the night, reaching over to his side of the bed. He's gone. Yeah. She looks out the window. He has not gone far because he is blind and oh god, does not uh, really stand a chance here. And so she grabs a knife, kind of slowly goes out. It's this long shot of him, of her catching up to him. You see him trying to run, but running in the wrong direction, running towards a tree, running like circling back. And eventually, they catch up. She catches up to him stabs him repeatedly and she's holding him as if it's a tender embrace and the stabbing is very reminiscent of like penetrative sex it's just like she's stabbing Ooh. him as if it's like sexually fulfilling for her like she's yeah. 
enjoying Ew. it and and like kissing his neck while stroking him Ew. she's stroking him while she's killing him and we're hearing him die and she stabs him so many times i mean i feel like if you're him you're probably like, I, thank I, god. I want death like yeah, yeah, thank yeah. God. like fucking end this mm-hmm yeah and after he dies she whispers in his ear you were right it feels amazing i don't want to know i don't want to know what happens next she goes back inside and her father's corpse is is propped up in a chair she turns on the song they used to dance together to and she's dancing around in the living room by herself momentarily feeling pretty good <laughs> she had a big night hard cut to her using a fucking hacksaw to chop up the bodies she, i don't you don't see whose body it is but there's oh three contenders dad charlie kimiko mm. i mean presumably all of them have been chopped up and bagged and being put in the fridge like their or- organs removed and like a butcher would would do mm-hmm. or a, a surgeon surge precisely cut up in like a way that looks you know like the right way to the right way body. to do it yeah <laughs> um but she's alone again and after she's gotten rid of the bodies she's crying and she talks to her mother out loud and says mom what like mother what am i going to do please help me she's crying as she walks out into the woods overcome with grief and loneliness and kind of collapses and sleeps in the woods wakes up hitches a ride back we see a truck pick her up from a distance gets in and and cut to black part three family Mm. I hate to tell you, Henley, this is, this is the part you're not going to like. Yeah, fuck, fuck, This is fuck the part. My life. <laughs> but we're almost done. We now see inside the truck that picked her up, it is a mother and a baby. Yeah, oh. fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, the mother's name is Lucy. Baby is Antonio. And baby, baby, huh? Maybe. Baby, baby, yep. Baby, baby. baby. Yep. Six months-ish. Francisca is asking, can I, can I hold him? Oh, oh no. Mom is being very sweet. Lucy's like, like, oh, you know, not right now, but, but like he likes his pacifier. You can give this to him. And like, he likes it when you do this. Francisca Francisca is really enamored with little baby Antonio. I hate this. They get back to Francisca's house. Lucy says, this is this is it, right? I'll just pull in here. And Francisca says one more time, can I please hold him just before I go? No. And Lucy says, I'm sorry. No, like we're in kind of a, a rush. And Francisca says, please, please, just for one second, just one second. And Lucy says, OK, fine. And hands Antonio to Francisca who starts speaking in Portuguese to Antonio and she says thank you mother this is the best gift you could ever have given me and Lucy immediately knows that something is up uh, based off her demeanor and is like what are you saying what are you what are you doing and Francisca opens that door runs into the house holding Antonio locks the door behind her so Lucy is chasing (laughs) banging on the doors trying to get in screaming like don't hurt him don't hurt him what are you doing the house is like old it's an old farmhouse so she's able to break in pretty quickly 
and is following the sounds of um, Antonio's cries up to the to the second story. There's a bedroom. Antonio's on the bed crying. Lucy runs in, but as she does, Francisca pops up behind her, stabs her in the back. Mm-hmm. Lucy falls to the ground and is trying to crawl towards Antonio. Mm-hmm. Cut two. Back in the barn, unfortunately. Oh, no. Francisca is performing the same surgery on Lucy (laughs) that she did on Charlie. Oh, my God. This is awful. I wish she had killed her. I'm so mad. I know. It is. It's bad. I'm so mad. And we see that not only does she remove the eyes she's also removed the vocal cords which i didn't catch oh, last time not that's the tongue. why the vocal it's not the cords. tongue it's the vocal cords and in like rewatching it to take notes you can see the little bag of eyes that she has in the very beginning mm. with charlie you can see the vocal cords in it nasty so because yeah she's got like a, a incision on her throat mm. and we see lucy trying to scream and it's just really awful awful stuff and while this is all happening you hear Antonio like crying screaming crying in the background it's really bad (laughs) oh my god I hate this and Francisco runs into Antonio after finishing and she's holding him and cradling him and saying I won't let anything bad happen to you I won't let anything bad happen to you (laughs) calms Antonio down we see they're Kind of daily routine again. Francisca feeding Lucy her slop. Lucy slurping it up, starving. Ew. Oh my God. Cut to Antonio looking about eight. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Calling Francisca mom. And we see Antonio is watching Francisca go in and out of the barn on a regular basis. Clearly, he believes that Francisca is his, his his mother. Do we think he knows what's in the barn? No. Okay. They are now sleeping in bed together. Her bed has another person again. Francisca's looking happier than ever. She's got the life she's always wanted. Mm. One night, Antonio wakes up in the middle of the night, and he kind of nudges her, Mom, are you awake? She's dead asleep. So he gets up. Oh no. And he decides to go to that barn. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> and what he finds is a very traumatizing sight. And he's pretty cool about it, to be honest. I was like, <laughs> Jesus. I feel like he doesn't even scream. He's obviously in complete shock, but he's kind of saying, This is a dream. This is a dream. As uh, mm. this woman who looks completely feral with her eyes bandaged, her throat bandaged, can't speak is just moaning crawling on her hands and knees and going like oh uh, no no oh he runs God. out and he was like it's just a dream it was just a dream and the next <laughs> day his Fra- or francisca is preparing breakfast or something and he says who's in the barn mm. she says what he says someone's in there a person's in there i saw and she gets really upset, says, I told you never to go in the barn. Like, why would you do that? What the fuck do you think is going to happen? <laughs> and and he's, you know, scared that she's yelling at him and she softens and is hugging him. And she goes, I just would do anything for us to be together. I just want you to always remember that, like, you're just the most important person. And I just everything I do is so that we can be together. Middle of the night, another night, Antonio gets up, 
and somehow unlocks the chains on Lucy. Mm. Don't really see it happen, but you see Antonio get up and go to the barn, and then we see Lucy slowly coming out of the barn. Cut to Lucy's feet, chained feet, in the middle, like walking down a lonely country road as a truck is pulling up and honking at her, and Mm. instead of getting out of the way, she just drops to the floor, lays down in front of the truck. This is the opening scene. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. We go back to Francisca's house and she sees that the barn door is open, runs in there, screams, doesn't know what to do. She's calling out to her mother again. Mother, mother, what do I do? What do I do? She's trying to keep it cool for Antonio. She puts him to bed that night and comforts him and is just saying like, everything's okay. And we're always going to be together. And I love you so much. And then after she's put him to bed, she goes uh, into the woods and digs up her mom's skeleton. Mm. It's cradling Mm -hmm. it, hugging it, sobbing. I miss you so much. I miss you so much. I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. I just wanted to make you proud. I wish you could meet Antonio. He's perfect. Really, really devastating stuff here. Very, yeah, we're not feeling great. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we see a bunch of cop cars approaching some sirens in the distance. She runs back inside, runs, wakes up Antonio. She's holding him. Uh, He's obviously very scared. It's the middle of the night and she's panicked. And he's saying, what's wrong? What's wrong? She's saying, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. And it's like, I love you so much. And like, whatever you find out, just know that I've always loved you and I'll always love you no matter anything you learn. And we're hearing the police downstairs banging and saying, you know, police open up, breaking down the door as she grabs a knife, Mm. takes Antonio and, and they like huddle in a little corner. She's using the knife like defensively, like she's going to attack the cops or something. And she's, as they come into the room, she's saying like, you can't take my baby. You'll never take my baby. And then we cut to an exterior of the house and just hear a gunshot. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> what? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. my God. Okay, so what do we think the gunshot was? We think that was the police killing her? Yeah. Yeah. Before she had a chance to kill Antonio. Because I was thinking she was going to kill. I don't think she was going to kill Antonio. You don't think it, so? It, it okay. certainly like was a possibility, but... It didn't look no, like her that saying, was like, her no matter intention. what you learn, I feel like she was like, you're going to find out. Yeah, I'm yeah curious that gives how the cops future. found her. This woman couldn't speak or see. Yeah, I don't know. But I guess she must have not been very far from the house. Yeah, written something down, maybe. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, that was brutal. a happy ending, Antonio. Probably reunited yeah. with his real mother, mother Lucy, who's not, who's not going to have any problems at all. No, she'll be really well adjusted. She's going to no snap time. right back to being a good mom. <laughs> yeah, it really is one of those movies that makes you think how there's things so much worse than death. Death is yes. really a blessing in a not, lot of ways. Not the worst thing that can happen. Correct. Correct. What? Was the point of the movie (laughs) is my question. (laughs) What were we trying to, what was the message we were trying to I think it's about the dangers of loneliness and the ingredients to make someone 
a murderer or like potential things. I read something that was talking about how there's all these little things that don't necessarily mean anything on their own, like being acquainted with dissecting bodies from a really young age and having that desensitization to, you know, chopping up, um, eyeballs and and seeing the insides of bodies and then having a very super traumatic event happen super traumatic event happen and witnessing it and having like no emotional yep no 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 emotional uh or like no affectionate person Mm. to raise you her dad being very distant and um so there's just all these things that led her down this dark path not saying that that's where that path has to and should have led but i just think it was kind of um about that like <sighs> those pieces of the of the puzzle to make somebody really bad really bad really and, yeah. bad and um yeah so going back to the the St. Francis thing, I feel like the loneliness was a big part of it too, just like isolation and the things that you'll do to have someone in the world beside you, which like, just go and hang out at that bar and like meet people. There's... I know. Yeah, it's not that fucking hard. It's not that fucking hard, bitch. Like, just, you know where the bar is. It's a lot (laughs) harder to like keep a a, a half dead man alive in your barn for several years. It's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to do that. Lot harder. <laughs> Seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it's just you do what you know. You know. Yeah, that was bad, and it could have been worse. Tough. It was tough. It was short, so it was like ripping a bandaid off. Yep. I was glad nothing bad happened to Antonio. I mean, a lot of bad things did happen to Antonio, but it could have been yeah. worse for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it was fascinating. I've never, um, it never was boring and it was never <laughs> predictable <laughs> predictable that was that it, it's upsetting I'm upset. i know it is upsetting it is just upsetting, really though. like really yeah. it's just sad brutal yeah like really it's devastating really sad really devastating stuff yeah happening there it kind of made me re- want to rewatch a girl walks home alone at night which i don't know if is thematically similar but just i think the black and white was reminding me that movie is also black and white and focuses mainly on a a, a girl alone and i was People like people have asked us to do that a lot that's been a, a big double feature recommendation is yeah we do we one. should do it eventually it's it is very good it's the same actress that's in the rental which we hmm. covered and i really like her and I do. I do need to rewatch it. Mm. So yeah, maybe we'll do that. But I, wow. I think that one is a little. I mean, I can't really remember, but I don't think it's quite as dark and bleak as this one. That's fine with me. Yeah, that sounds good. That yeah. sounds good to me. Yep. Ooh, this was yeah. My goodness. I love you, Sammy. I love you, Emily. I've got to I go right now. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> she has to go. I love you guys so, so, so much. Like, literally, you don't even know. You don't even know how much I love you. We love you, Henley. We love you, listeners. And um, we, you know, just 
Just, uh, just take just care of yourselves. Just, get yeah, some just vitamins. Go, go see some people. Go eat, take your vitamins. You know, it is a new year, so we, I do feel required to um, to sort of let you remind you all to moisturize. You know, we are we are moisturizing. Yep, we are taking our supplements. We are going out and speaking to people. We're staying in and speaking to people. But we are just going to talk. We're going to not. We're going to talk to people whenever we can. Mm-hmm. Human connection. It's important. We're social creatures. We are social creatures. We are going to only provide nice and good opinions <laughs> to people. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, what else are we going to do? What else? Start dream journals. Dream journals. God, it's going to be a really big year. Really big year. Really great year. Um, we'll, you know, pro- we'll try to do a more fun one next week. That would be so cool. That'd be so cool. I would love it. Oh, I would love it. And I'm sorry, but we have to do a voice and there is a voice that I no, can do. Oh, I don't. <laughs> Sammy, fine. <sighs> Henley, Henley has departed. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, we've had one of us just disappear. Um... Yeah, she's fine, but she also, you know, she doesn't just had need to listen to this, so she's not fine, and she's... Yeah, she doesn't need to hear this part. Oh, God damn it. All right, fine, just do it. <laughs> From all of us here, uh, too scary, didn't watch. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary, Didn't Watch. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really want to make our day, you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want even more content, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. We will be back next week with a regular episode. We love you a lot. Bye. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>